Welcome to my home. You mean my home. It's neither of our homes. But it is our podcast. Glitter and gay. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. I'm gonna go well. I'm gonna let myself get absolutely shocky wet. It's raining bad. No. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said no. They said no, bitch. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we require talent. <laughs> I was like, go sell a house. Have you seen me sell a house? You're very good at that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she loves a compliment. Um, all right. Um, episode four. Episode four. Episode four of Tyler and Glenda's podcast. So Tyler. So Glenda. Are we back again? We're back again. Okay. The dream life. The dream life. So let me tee this up. Mm-hmm. Because we've just gone a little, on a little tour mm-hmm. of the Hamptons. Yep. We've seen some amazing homes. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here in your amazing home. My little thing. Oh, my God. Come on. It's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, very happy here. So, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 16 years ago, what was your dream life? Well, (laughs) it's funny when you say it like that, because I mean, the story has changed dramatically. What I've thought of, what I've dreamed about has grown and then taken a few steps back, you know? So there was a moment where I didn't think anything big was going to happen for me. You know, my biggest fear is that I'm going to lose everything I have. I'm going to run out of money and I'm going to have to move back home and I'm going to live off of McDonald's in my mom's basement. Like that's, that's like that fear story that both drives me and was always afraid that I was like, that, that could be my story one day. I think largely because I had so many financial issues for the majority of my twenties then, so when I started to like come out of that and lost weight and really started to kind of like step into my power a little bit, I struggled. I struggled with dreaming because I thought, I actually thought, and I think a lot of people probably feel this way. I actually felt like, like, how dare I, you know, like how, how dare I want this for myself? Like that's, that is too much to ask for. That is too much to dream about. Um, and you know, you have to really be full of yourself to think that, you know, you get, you get to live that life. You get to have that thing. And then for me, I, I really started to soar with the dream and really started to lock into it during the pandemic. Um, you know, I was telling you this story while we were out looking at houses just now, but during quarantine, I was living in the city. I had been visiting out here, but I had never had a place out here. And through the circumstances, ended up with a year-long rental out here. And so I basically moved out here during COVID and locked down. And that was before I had gotten sober. It was the beginning of sobriety for me. And in the beginning, I used to, every Friday night, eat a bunch of mushrooms. And I would go on like... 10 hour walks through all of the estate sections of the Hamptons and fantasize about living the life 
of these uber wealthy people who had these really valuable homes by the ocean. And it's funny because I look back on that and there's part of me that almost kind of like is grateful for this mushroom experience that took away these inhibitions and like these, these uh, insecurities and doubts and like not believing in myself and was like, I could do this. And I really started to think about the people and what their stories were. And, you know, through real estate and selling real estate, I've met lots of wealthy people. And one thing that I continue to learn through those interactions is they're all just people. They're all people who have taken a few risks, who ended up in a certain situation, and, you know, they they closed their hand on that opportunity. And I think about all the, the opportunities that have gone by that I just didn't close my hand on because I was like, oh, that's not for me. That's not for me. I remember when million dollar listings started happening. I thought I was getting prank called. I thought that I was like, there's no way somebody actually wants me on this damn show. I was like some, this is some real estate agent being a jerk and just like trying to like catch me in like some crazy moment, you know? So that was kind of like how my brain operated. And so during COVID, I really started to see like this big picture. I was like, oh, I think my life is going to be really big. I think I'm going to live a really big life. And I was really excited about it. And, and I was like, I'm going to be the number one agent and I'm going to be, I'm going to sell more houses than anybody. And I'm going to grow the biggest company that anybody's ever seen. And I'm going to have all these things. And, uh, in the next year, I'm happy that the next year I had what is hands down. I mean, 2021, I sold more real estate than I ever dreamed about selling. And I got to the end of it. I had worked really hard, but I also had a really beautiful life balance. And I started to work my way into this year and I was like, Okay, how big? How big does it need to be? Because I am, I'm not just saying this, Glenda. I am so happy right now. I'm just like the happiest I've ever been. I have more than I've ever dreamed about having, right? Except for in those moments on mushrooms when I was thinking, like, <laughs> I'm gonna have like my hundred million dollar like oceanfront mansion, you know. But I was like, okay, I was like, I've got a beautiful place in the city, I've got a beautiful place in the Hamptons. I'm able to travel. I have a nice car, you know, I have, I have clothes that I think are beautiful. Like, you know, things that I've like always been like, Ooh, that'd be good. I was right. like, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be fun? Right. Um, you know, and so when you say like, what's the dream life, I've really started to realize it was like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there and, and well on my way. And I think that like what feels so like grounded and great now is like, I've realized that, I, I do genuinely believe that like an oceanfront mansion is going to be too much for me. Like that's too much responsibility. That is too much upkeep. I will visit somebody else's. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? But like the whole idea of like, especially upkeeping this house by myself and it being a secondary home, I'm like, okay. I was like, what does that life look like? And I think I have a crystal clear vision now. You ready for it? Yeah. So I want this house forever. This will forever be my like cutie pie Hampton Sag Harbor village home. I want, uh, I do re I, I think like the most, uh, luxurious thing that I can't have right now. I'm not at, you know, at a place financially where I can have it yet, but it's something that I'm working for is I do want my farm. You know, I want my farm and I want a few horses. Um, and I want to be able to really be able to afford to like, I, I have fallen in love with the equestrian life and I want to be able to take care of my family, you know, and like I, I was telling you last night at dinner that like, you know, my mom fantasizes about having a little guest house on my farm. And I think that farm will be out here in the Hamptons. And um, 
you know, and I want a business that sustains it all, but I don't, I, you know, this whole idea of like, I, I see how like, the only way I'm going to become a billionaire is if I have that idea that sells really well, but I'm, I'm just not going to work a hundred hours a week. I'm just not going to do it at zero interest there. I am like trying to live a fun, joyous, relaxed lifestyle. And I like nice things. <laughs> I like nice things very much. Don't <laughs> um, we all? Yeah. But like, uh, you know, so for me, that's kind of what the dream life looks like. You know, I have I have a sexy ass boyfriend. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna marry him. We do go back and forth on like, do we want kids? Um, I think that's probably where I just haven't decided. Like, what, does my dream life involve a child? <laughs> like, but uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to lean towards no on that. Believe it or not, I think I want to be like everybody's favorite uncle. I love kids. I think they're so much fun. Like playing with babies makes me smile. Sometimes it makes me cry because it just like puts me in like such a little state. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's this baby going to be one day? Right. <laughs> I'm like, but, um, you know, but. And you touched them. Yeah. And then I get to go home yeah. and like, I don't have to worry about, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about what Glenda went through this morning. Okay, can I tell the story? Can, can we have a little? Can we have a little sidebar on this story? Absolutely, go ahead. Because this added, did, this added to my dream life. I, I mean, I'm sure it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> so, Glenda just had a big milestone in her life. She bought her dream house. It sounds like it's your dream house it the is. way you talk about it. It is. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the house first. <laughs> so, actually, it was my mother's dream home. Oh, really? So. As a child, we would drive through this neighborhood, and the back of this house is up on a hill, and you can see it from Columns Drive. It overlooks the river, it overlooks the lakes, it overlooks the golf course, and my mom would look up at this home, and she would just fantasize about living in this house, and I had driven by it. I bet you I've driven by it a thousand times in my life every Sunday. And on March 20th, 2021, I wrote the address down in my phone. It's I love phone. this. I love this stuff. And I thought to myself, if I can ever buy a house in this neighborhood, I want to buy this house. It's never been sold before. It's been in the original family. It's custom designed and built. And um, I was in the middle of that divorce, a very, very difficult divorce. Um, this is all reset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was separated in 2020. Um, I thought that it would be amicable. I was very wrong, very wrong. I had to fight to keep my company, um, a company that I had years before I was married that had my name. And... Um, I kept looking at houses in this neighborhood. I never thought I'd get in there. And my divorce was final on December 10th. And on January 8th, this house came on the market. On January 10th, I went under contract, not in multiple offers, did not pay full price, and closed on February 8th. Didn't even know I could afford a house like that. I need you to know it is March 4th. So you haven't even had a full month in this house yet. No. 
Wow. And I, I walked in it and I was, and I could just feel my mother's arms around me. Mm. And it was just like, she was there with me. And every second I'm in there, it's like I'm sitting at home with her. So it's, you know, you, the, the title of our episode is your dream life. I'm living my dream life. Mm. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I've got more money than I would have ever thought in my life. My kids are giving me every gray hair I have to color, <laughs> especially today. Well, I mean, we're not we're not skipping past the kids' story today. We're, we're not. We're not. But you know, I've got two grandsons. I'm, I've got, you know, bonus children that I love to death. What is my dream life? I'm living it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mm. can't imagine. I mean, are there more things? Are there is there something else that I want? It would be wonderful, but I don't know that I've ever been more satisfied and fulfilled. If I can find the Prince Charming from my romance novels, I'm going to be in great shape. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's not kidding. She, she I, I actually, she keeps making these jokes since we've been saying together about her romance novels. And then I've realized that she actually just, she just reads romance novels all the time. All, and I, do you know that I read 173 in 2020? Oh my God. Oh I don't yeah, know I if I've read 173 it. books in my lifetime. Oh my God. I, I love them so much. Do they all kind of like more or less have the same plot line? Pretty much. <laughs> You're like, I Pretty just want to hear it from somebody else's Pretty perspective. Much. He's, he's <laughs> over six feet. He's, you know, a gazillionaire. He's, you know, edgy. He's sweet. He like, Whispers in her ear. That's what you said last night he in the car. He touches the small of her back. He bites her lip. <laughs> I'm like, yes, please sign me up. But then again, <laughs> wait, none of your three husbands did that. Was that rude? You know, um, let's just go with it's been quite some time since I since I was um, Prince Charmed like that. Okay. Okay. I, I'm i with the person who's <gasps> ever, the only person who's ever like had me like that, where yeah. I'm like, what's going on right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I've I never mean, been treated this way. You know, somebody said to me, oh, Glenda, you just want somebody to fawn all over you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want somebody who is so excited about me. I want somebody who... Like, every time they kiss me, they cannot get enough. Like, it's literally like this desire to consume. I want somebody who... Desire to consume you are such a real estate agent. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's a desire to consume me. I'm quite the wordsmith for I somebody who it. barely got through high school. I mean, come on. I'm um, impressed. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I want to be their first th- thought in the morning and the last thing they taste at night. Mm. I mean, I, I do. I, I just... I want somebody who is that excited about life, their life, my life, our life. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're crazy in love Mm -hmm. and you know that like that moment, like any, anything and everything is better when you're with him. Totally. It really is. Yeah. And, and it, and at the point where we're at in life, you don't need to be completed. 
You don't need to be entertained. No. You don't need somebody to take care of you. And that is the freedom to love like unconditionally because there is no, you're not tethered to the person unwillingly. Like, like the person that I fall in love with, like that I'll love them without any condition. So that's what I look for. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do like a whole episode around love lives. Oh, absolutely. I I feel like, I mean, well, and when we do, I'll I'll tell you about kind of like my experience, because like stomatas is, that's how he treats me. Yeah. But that's, I I didn't realize like that's, that's a good thing. Like it took me a while to the, I've, I've had to learn a lot of lessons. (laughs) He's been very patient. Well, you know, people talk about possessiveness as a negative, but think about the things that you are possessive of are the things that you treasure mm-hmm. that you love so much. Totally. So I, I, I think that being possessive and being protective to me, yes, please. I'm good with that. So can we talk about how protective you are of your bedroom? I feel like you're trying to dodge this conversation and girl, I'm going I, in. I'm know, going in. Go, just go, just go. Rip okay. the bandaid off. <laughs> okay. You know, it's fresh. It's fresh. I know, I know. And I'm just still trying to like sedate myself from the anger. All right. So this shit you cannot make up. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot make up. <laughs> so so last night. Yes. Uh, we, we get out here. We drove out from the city yesterday. Yeah. We get out to Sag Harbor yeah. and, um, and we're getting ready to go to dinner. It was just me and Glenda. Yeah. And right when we're gearing up, yeah. Glenda only sends texts by talking to her phone. Right. Uh, so you send like the voice text. And I think it's like actually typing for you. Yeah. And I can hear you're like starting to get a little heated. And, and I, and I know you've been like, she has a motion sensor camera in her bedroom and her house and she can tell people are over. Yeah. And you also had somebody coming over to install TVs. Correct. So I didn't really think too much about it Mm -hmm. when I saw the, uh, notification because the, the TV guys, they're hanging and installing the televisions. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just called my assistant to make sure that. Robert knew where he was hanging the TVs and everything. And she's like, oh, I'm not at your house. Lucas is there. Lucas is her son. 20-year-old son. 20-year-old son. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the TV guy? Oh, yeah, he's there with the TV guy. He's handling it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I call Lucas. And he accidentally picks up the phone and hangs it up. I know that something, that there's a problem when that happens. So I call the TV guy and I'm like, hey, because I looked at my camera and I saw my TV was not up. Uh I'm like, where are you? Oh, I'm on Columns Drive. And I'm like, you're not at my house hanging my television? And he's like, no, your son didn't know where it went. And uh, he told me, you know, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, you need to turn around and go back and put up my television. (laughs) Uh, What was my son doing? Oh, yeah, he's hanging out with his buddies. I said, well, don't forget you got to hook the Sonos up. He goes, oh, he's got the Sonos hooked up. You know, the speakers are outside on the deck with his buddies. And I'm like, what? His buddies? Yeah, he's uh, he's got some buddies over. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, go back and hang up my TV. So Robert goes back, hangs up the TV. I'm calling Lucas. Lucas accidentally picks up, hangs up. All of a sudden, can't get in touch with him. Hence the text message. So I'm sitting down here. 
And I don't realize at first that she is talking to her phone. And all I hear is, do you really have people over here right now? Question mark. Do you have people at my house? Question mark, exclamation point. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And send. (laughs) Because she's still like voice commanding to everybody. And I was like... Okay. I was like, that was like real emotions. I was like that. So, so anyway, I'm down here like kind of laughing and she comes down and she's like, I'm not going to think about it. She goes, he's having a party at my house, but I'm not going to think about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, well this is going to be a nice dinner. And so we go to dinner. We end up, we do have a great dinner. Oh, we have a great fabulous. conversation. One of my favorite places out here. And we come back here. We go to bed. Yeah. I go straight to bed. Yeah. Cause I'm pooped out. Yeah. And so we wake up this morning, and I come downstairs, and Glenda said, he had a party at the house last night. She goes, I've been watching it on my camera, and one of his little friends slept in my bedroom with some girl, and they were having sex in my bed. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's true. Is this your dream life, by the way? Because you said you're living your dream life. I want to remind you of that. So You thought I was exaggerating. Uh, no, I did think you were exaggerating. I was like, how do you know they had sex in the bed? So did so Victoria. Then- Victoria said the exact same thing. Mom, how... How do you know they had sex in the bed? Maybe they were just drunk and passed out. Right. That was what I thought. Exactly. I was like, and I would still be, I'm, I would be pissed that anybody was in my bedroom. I'm, that's my space. Right. And like, that's me only yeah. and anybody that I invite. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so there's like these little, I guess when the motion sensor goes off, yeah. it records for a little bit. Yeah. And so you play the one that's very innocent. Right. It's them coming in. Yeah. And it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> because they're clearly drunk and it's, it's your son's friend. Yeah, and this, it's it, not even my son. It's your son. Oh my Which, God. Can you imagine if your son is having sex in your bed? <laughs> I, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> then, I do. It would, it would be my son having sex in my bed or my son's friend having sex in my bed. Oh God. I, they're both pretty bad. I'm not, I'm not encouraging either scenario, <laughs> but so you're, son's friend walks in it's clear that your son's friend is a lot more drunk than than the girl to me anyway in the video and and she's she walks in and she's like are you sure this is a guest bedroom (laughs) it's the first thing you hear and we're watching them in your bedroom so it's just so funny to be sitting next to you as this is going on at 305 a.m and he's like yeah this is definitely a guest bedroom turn (laughs) off the lights and she's like this doesn't feel like a guest bedroom and uh he's like it's trust me it's definitely a guest bedroom and they go to the bed and start taking like the the covers off the bed and she goes there's so many sparkles <laughs> i shit you not that's exactly what it said there's so many, many sparkles, sparkles. <laughs> anyway i have four pillows that are beaded and they're fabulous yeah of course they are they are fabulous they um, cost me an arm and I'm like and that bitch threw that shit on the floor <laughs> on top know. of she threw them on the she floor oh he looked like a mardi gras pillow and so so anyway then we fast forward to some things it is clear that there was um, a baby was made in that bed last night and <laughs> you have a new grandchild on the way and <laughs> but we fast forward through all that and my favorite one is the one from the morning. You, we're watching them all like clear out of the bedroom, yeah. make the bed, 
And Some then, random guy folds up the blanket, <laughs> not even a participant in my bedroom. Which, you know what that tells me, though? That tells me that somewhere off camera, Lucas is having a nervous breakdown. A nervous breakdown. And his friend is like, I'm going to fix the situation. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna make the bed. Like, this is not good. And like, that's me at the party. And it's like, how do I fix everybody's problems where everybody's going to be fine? And like, that was me. I'm like, I'll make the bed. And I'm like, no, there was no sex in here. And um, anyway, and while that's happening, we hear Lucas in the background. And what does he say? I can't believe you fucked my mom's bed. <laughs> oh, God. So the moment of the morning, um, there's a pineapple happening. This is the greatest <laughs> little button. She has this friend's phone number in her phone, and she sends him a text from here. And she goes, did you sleep well last night? And he still hasn't responded. He hasn't responded. He hasn't responded. He hasn't responded. <laughs> but did I tell you that Victoria went over there? Oh, no. So Victoria went over to secure the situation. There were two random people left at my house. Oh, right. I, I did hear her on speakerphone when yeah, she was talking and, about this. And I said, where was Lucas? She says, they don't know. They think he went to Lexi's house because he was freaking out. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to like live in Ryan's life right now. I mean, this can't be his dream life. <laughs> this like this can't be. This can't be like I mean, I what do you do when you had sex in your best friend's mom's bed on camera and it got sent to her phone? Okay. <laughs> I wonder if Ryan realizes that it recorded I know you're like, I'm sending this to your mother. <laughs> you better. Well, he's like 20 something years old. Okay. So, I mean, it, it doesn't matter, but I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, like if somebody had me on tape <laughs> in their bed, mm -hmm. having sex, that would be totally weird. And he's going to have to see me again. Oh Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's play a voicemail. <laughs> Wrap this episode up. I love that people thought they were signing up for like a your real dream, estate podcast, Dream Life, and we're like, guess what we got on camera? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Tyler and Glenda, uh, Stamatis here, also known as Tyler's boyfriend. I have a question about um, this concept of limiting beliefs. Uh, one of the things I really love about you, Tyler, is your ability to really dream big and have these, you know, big visions and goals um, and how you actually, you know, believe you are worthy of these big visions. Um, and I'm not just talking about financial abundance, but also your big visions on, you know, being surrounded by loving relationships, uh, being healthy, uh, just having, I guess, generally a happy and fulfilling life. I think one of the biggest things I've grappled with in my life uh, is, you know, believing in myself and that journey to getting there and really, really feeling worthy of success and abundance. And although I've made a lot of progress in that over recent years, I still, um, I still find myself, you know, slipping back into old ways of thinking. Um, so, and, the, and this question is for both of you. Um, how did you get to the point where you started really breaking apart those limiting beliefs and really uh, started feeling like you deserve more and, and allowed yourself to create uh, these incredible big dreams that, that you have. 
Um, yeah, so that's my question. Uh, really looking forward to hearing you too. Uh, and bye for now. Oh my gosh. I'm so in love with that man. I want to actually, I want to hear your take first. It's so it's interesting. I, I, it's interesting for me to answer because I know him so well. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I mean, you haven't met him yet. I haven't met him. Mm-hmm. I haven't met him. You'll meet him on Sunday. You know, before I answer the question, what I love about him that is voice. what he's done to you. You know, because I've known you for a long time. And, you know, we've talked about times that weren't great. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you when times weren't great. And what I see in your eyes is the connection that you have with him and how he makes you feel, how he makes you feel about you and how he makes you feel about him. And it's like he has the ability to touch your soul. So for me, like falling in love with that human connection is what I love about him. And I think it's brought out the best in you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about Stamatis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, limiting belief. You know, I've been very fortunate because my mom always told me I was a star, hence the stars. Um, she always told me that I was amazing, that I was going to be amazing, that I was bigger than life. She always told me, Pumpkin, you're going to need to come to the reality that people are going to love you, and those people will love you more than you will ever realize. But you are so distinctive in your personality that you will have people that will not. She said, so you need to always believe in yourself. My mom always told me to believe in myself. So I don't ever think, I know that that there were times that were setbacks for me, but even in the times that were setbacks, when I didn't have enough money to feed my children, when I didn't have enough money to pay my car payment or my house payment, I never lost the belief in myself. Because I knew that I was destined for greatness. I knew that in my heart, in my core, because my mama had told me that. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're struggling with those limiting beliefs, it's because you haven't, you don't have, you aren't surrounded by somebody who is bringing out the best in you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was his lucky day when he found you because what he's bringing out in you, I think that you will bring out in him. Uh, so I happen to think he's the most incredible person on the planet. Um, but going just into the concept of limiting beliefs, which I lived a life of limiting beliefs, didn't think I would have anything didn't think I would ever I remember not wanting to get my real estate license because I didn't think anybody with money would ever want to work with somebody like me who didn't go to college and didn't have any like real life experience I even remember when I was waiting tables feeling like I couldn't go work at a nice enough restaurant like I needed to be at a big chain restaurant in Times Square 
for the tourists because you would, you know, I, I wasn't good enough to be at like one of the sexy downtown restaurants where waiters actually make a really nice living. <laughs> you know, that you can be like a career server down there. And, um, you know, I, I, and so I struggled with it. And for me, I had to hit rock bottom, you know, and the, one of the things that has really stuck with me from Tom Ferry coaching um, that I hear from a lot of coaches, but he was the first coach that I heard say it in a way that it like resonated. And he was like, if you're like worried about something, right? Like for me, the limiting belief became around love. It became around money. And then, you know, the smaller source of that was not even wanting to go on listing pitches because I was like, why would you pick me? There's this city is full of the top real estate agents in the world. Like, why, why are you going to pick me for this? I'm why, why would I even embarrass myself? And Tom Ferry has given me this piece of advice that I, it is in my back pocket and I pull it out. I can apply it to just about any situation, which is when you want something, just go ahead and make peace with that worst case scenario. That, that thing that's happening in your head, he goes, just go ahead and make peace with it. And he was like, and then go for the best. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, right. Cause I, and then I just started to think, because of course, like I was going through like this chemical reaction of like, oh, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make a fool of myself and all of that. And I was like, oh, but that's like the worst case scenario. Like, yeah. I'm not going to die. You know, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fall flat on my face. I'm not going to walk out with any less money than I had when I went in. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I was exactly. like, oh, right. I was like, so basically worst case scenario is I don't get it. And I don't have it now. So I basically leave in the same condition I went in. And I was like, all right. And so I just started doing that, right? And then in the dating world, I was like, what's the worst case scenario? This person is mean. I was like, well, you know, we talked about that at dinner. I was like, then I'm being spared. I was like, because yeah. I'm, I, I hope they're mean right up front. I hope this date is awful if it's not a connection. Because I don't want to have to go on 10 dates with you to learn you're a psycho. If you're a psycho, please tell me on date one. Yeah. <laughs> like, a please, absolutely. Please don't charm my pants off. Like, right. you know, and so making peace with, and it's, uh, I do think it's a little bit easier for me right now because I have been, I, I, I have lived that worst case scenario in yeah. my head, that thing that I'm afraid of going back to, I already proved to myself I can survive it. Yeah. I already proved to myself I'm going to be all right, no matter what it is. I was like, you know, if I, if I become 400 pounds and not a dollar to my name, I actually did that not that long ago. And like, the second time it should be so much easier. I, know. <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, literally because it, because if you bounced back once you already know the steps to get back up. Yeah. And the second thing that helps with limiting beliefs, and this is where like Estimatus can apply this to so much of the stuff that he's working on right now, is going out and finding the people who are doing that thing you want to do and realizing they're just a person right. who, who believes that they have that value, that, yeah. they, that they can do that. For me, that person was Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen is one of my favorite real estate agents on the planet. I love him. And he's the best. <gasps> and he was the guy that like, I, I want to be, you know what I mean? Like he is such a successful business. <gasps> he's such a sweetie pie. He, you know, he's got a place out here. He's got a husband. He's got his two kids. And like, I would meet up with him and I was like, oh, you're just a normal person. Like I can just relax. I don't have to be like oh. this image of something else. I'm like, I can just relax and be a good person and work hard and call people back and tell, just tell you that I would like to do business with you. 
and step up to the plate for the opportunity. And if it's mutual, let's do it. And if it's not, I'll talk to the next person. And like, just like stop putting everything on a pedestal and realizing like the people that have what you want are, are just like you, you know, they're just, they they don't have anything you don't have except for a little self-belief. Yeah. It's that modeling thing. I love it. I love it too, girl. This is a funny episode. This was a very, well, I don't know that it was funny. I thought it was a great episode. I'm not at the point where I'm laughing my ass off at somebody sleeping in my bed. Well, you know, this would actually be like a fun thing to do at the end of each of our episodes. I'm like, so let's review it. (laughs) How do you you think we did? Did I tell you that I went on a date and this guy sent me, um, uh, he graded it. He graded the date. Did you get a good score? It was an eight. Okay, that's honest. He said the only reason that it was an eight was because it was raining and my hair got a little poofy. Okay, I hate him. <laughs> he was a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Who told you that it was raining and your hair was poofy, so you got an eight? So I got an eight. Okay, I hope he's listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Heron, so. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. Like, you know, not everything has to be shared. Like, oh. That was one thing in my... Uh, uh, he wondered in- why I didn't call him back. In a meeting I went to, somebody was like, yeah. Somebody's like, can I talk to you about what happened the other day? And she goes, will it help? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just love that response. Yeah. When somebody comes to you and they want to gossip. Yeah. Like, can I tell you about this thing that's going on? I'm like, <laughs> will it help? Yeah. <laughs> like, then sure. All right. Uh, speaking of helping, we would like to be helped because we need you to comment, share, subscribe, subscribe. rate, and review. <laughs> Tell your mama that. <laughs> I wonder, if, can they rate? I'm sure they can rate podcasts. Of course it's they can. It's probably five stars, don't you think? Yeah. If well, that's the should, minimum, we'll take we it. We should only <laughs> get five stars, I think. Because, like, how many stars do I have on my outfit? More not, than five. No, you have exactly five. You do have, I really? You have one on your sleeve, one on your shoulder. One, oh, I didn't take it to you down here. So you actually, okay, but I can still use it. So if you remove the sleeves, and this was a tank, you just have the other five on the, on the bottom of this. It's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. We'll see you. Bye.